Hello and welcome to ADHD Avenue's podcast where everything goes and goes and goes. I'm Marcus Manning and I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. And I'm Jackie Morrison, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And here on ADHD Avenue, you're home. So check this out. This podcast is separate from our work as therapists in session. And this information is not intended as therapeutic or medical advice in any way. It is really purely informational and entertaining. Please consult with a mental health professional if you have any questions or concerns. All right, here we go. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Marcus. So, where are we going today? We talked about overcommitting. Overcommitting. Is that overcommitting? Yeah. Yep. When we started today in this experience, um, <laughs> you brought up <laughs> me <laughs> and something that I maybe have a tendency to do. Which I certainly have never done in my whole entire life either. Yep. I, um, yep. I, I, barely, uh, I barely believe you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So over, over committing. Um, to be fair, I did ask to make sure it was okay to talk about it. You, I didn't did. just totally throw you under the bus. No, you didn't. A you did. little bit. Um, but so, so, yeah, just to give you some context, folks. Um, Last week, uh, Jackie and I, uh, we have a few things that we're working on, and there was a project that was um, going to happen the next day, and Jackie had asked me if I was going to be able to do it because it's something we had scheduled. And I, I thought about it in my head, and it felt in my head and in my body like, I think I should be able to do it. And so I said, yeah, let's do it. Although I knew that I had some things going that day, and there was a little piece of me that thought you should say no, mm-hmm. but I but I but I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. I went with the bigger feeling which made me say yes, and then a little bit later or maybe a lot later that afternoon, <laughs> I had to send, I had to send Jackie a text asking if we could reschedule the experience, and. Then after that, I felt compelled to send a follow-up text to Jackie, uh, apologizing uh, for possibly disappointing her because it was something we really wanted to do. So there, I have confessed. You've confessed to everyone. <laughs> so, well, what I just thought was interesting about that was I was not at all disappointed. And like, I don't know, we'll, we'll just do it later. There's no big deal. I was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. Um, but I just thought about how often we ADHDers tend to overcommit, or at least mm-hmm. I know I do. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, the people close to me in my life that also have ADHD also tend to overcommit. And so when you sent me that that text asking if we could cancel or reschedule and you were so apologetic and I was just like yeah sure that's I've sent that text so many times I was like yeah that's no problem and actually and we were just talking about this a couple minutes ago too but I I did the same thing to you but on even a bigger scale last year 
when I was studying for my licensure exam and or one of my licensure exams and asked if we could put all of our work on pause for like two months so I could study and take the exam. And I felt horrible. I felt so bad <laughs> because we were operating full steam ahead. We were throwing on some really great ideas. And then I just put a stop in everything. And I, I think I even said, you know, if you just, if you don't want me to do this with you anymore, it's okay. You can, you can, I can back out. Um, but I, I do want to do it. I just need like six weeks to study and take this exam. Um, but I understand if you mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. and you were like, no, we're, we can pause, but we're still doing it together. We're not going to find somebody else. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was just so afraid of disappointing you that I felt like I had to throw in all these caveats. And so then when, you know, we're planning on, you know, already we have other times scheduled to meet to work mm -hmm. on this other project. And I was like, yeah, we'll just meet one of those other times. It's fine. It's no big deal. And then you wanted me to call you the next day so that you could <sighs> apologize on the phone. But well, I you didn't. You called me and I, and I was you in didn't, the middle of something. You didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> I overcommitted again. Over <laughs> Same thing. I just, <laughs> in a different but, way. But, well, I <laughs> totally did not need that phone apology. And then I started to panic that you. <laughs> Once again, I think Where we're finding about we're finding out about my insecurities. Because okay. then, when you said, "Hey, will you call me?" <laughs> I think that's all you said. "Hey, will you call me when you get a chance?" And I was like, "Oh my god! Well, I think he's decided he doesn't want to do this anymore, mm. and he's going to tell me that he's mm. overcommitted in all parts of his life, and we can't do this, and that's okay. It will be fine." And then when you didn't answer, then you texted me like I don't know an hour later. And you were like, "Hey, it's no big deal. I just want to apologize again." Oh, you don't have to do that. <laughs> it's funny that you say that there's a there's a, a person who owns a, a company that we work for that I sometimes will send a text that is just like, hey, need to talk to you or whatever. Um, and then that's just it. And then sort of it leaves it in suspense. Uh -huh. and she's like, would you stop doing stop that? Stop doing that. Because <laughs> <laughs> then they just sit with, with yes. it and, 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 and wrestle with it. But, yes. um that's what, that's actually more of a communication thing. It's like kind of a difficulty with, well, I'm going to have to type out a whole bunch of stuff. Exactly. And so I'm just going to say this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, which is not that great. Yeah. Um, but, but so, you know, I, I wondered when you were just talking about how you responded when you had to cancel for a few months and then there were these set of behaviors that came subsequently subsequently is after right that's following yes yeah we think that you said came afterwards um i wondered like what that when you would say those things if it in some way if there was some part of you that was like i need to say these things otherwise there's this self-abusive part of me that will this negative inner critic that will bash me for canceling and so doing these things sort of silence that inner critic I, that just came up for me i didn't know if, if yeah that's that, a really interesting way of thinking about 
I don't think it's off, That's though. That's a really therapist way of thinking about <laughs> you things. You therapized me. <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I, I mean, I think, you're, I think you're probably right on. It's like, it's that just distress tolerance, really. Like, I'm feeling mm. insecure or I'm feeling like I'm burdening you i feel like i'm i'm causing an issue or a problem Mm -hmm. and that feels uncomfortable because i don't want to let anybody down Mm -hmm. i am trying to do my best all the time Mm -hmm. my best sometimes is three percent but i'm always trying to do my best and to let somebody down or to disappoint somebody feels awful and so then if in my head i'm i'm building up how big of a disappointment it is because there's probably some disappointment and like oh man we had good momentum and now we have to stop it like of course but if i'm building up this disappointment in my head too it's like a size of a mountain and for you it's five inches you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that is so uncomfortable for me and it's hard for me to tolerate and that then impacts how i then communicate because if i can then say to you you know, I'm really sorry. Um, I, I, I understand if you like. I'm almost pu- trying to like punish myself somehow. But yeah. I understand if you don't want to continue, or if you want to find someone else. Like I'm putting it on me so that I'm giving you all the, you know, permission to feel however you're feeling. Blah 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 blah. But in reality. I'm making all of these assumptions about you. I'm creating narratives in my head. Mm. And I'm just ultimately not able to sit with the feeling that I've disappointed someone. And that is mine to sit with. That's not mine to put on you. It's mine to sit with. And it's one thing to say, hey, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm really bummed about this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I totally get if you're disappointed. This is what I need. And I'm again, I'm so sorry. I'm being conscientious. I'm understanding that how I act and behave and what I say impacts you. Mm-hmm. But then if I'm not able to then sit with that discomfort for myself, and I, when I say sit with it, I literally mean sit down and feel like the pressure in my chest and the pit in my stomach yeah, yeah, and the yeah. heat in my face, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that, just feel it and just sit and do nothing but feel in my body for at least a few minutes. And I can come back to it later. But I need that. Like, that's mine to, mm-hmm. to sit with. Mm-hmm. Not yours to then make me feel better by saying, no, 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 I'm not disappointed. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Well, I think so, like, yeah, when I think about. And, yeah, we could stay on this and just, just see where this, this goes. But when I when I think back to to that feeling that I had and then the apology I think there was a part of me that was also thinking about that there's all of these things that I'm engaged in and when you talk about kind of over committing mm-hmm. I sort of reflected and thought about am I over committed in a number of things mm-hmm. and then the idea though is that well god do you love all these things and um I mean, you, you can fit these things in. It's just sometimes there's a bit of an overlapping, mm-hmm. but the majority of the time things fit. And so, I don't know, that was something that I thought about. But then 
I think I also thought that, well, you know, Jackie's had a lot of energy and she's really pushing forward with this. And man, what's that, that, that pause going to do to, to her energy? Is mm-hmm. she going to be like, you know what? Shit. Um, yeah, he's, he's not really in this. <laughs> We're so done. Was, yeah. So there was, there was some of that in there and it was like, ah, I got to call her and personally apologize, um, over the phone, um, rather than just a text as I oh. think some of what was, was kind of yeah. going through my head. So I think, um, you know, when we think about over committing, um, what do you, do you think that's a consistent experience for humans and then more with the neurodivergent or I don't know if you said, I, I think so. Mm. I, I mean, it's very consistent experience with, uh, ADHDers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably everybody has done that at times. Um, and of course, for different reasons, for some people who are, you know, maybe neurodivergent, maybe neurotypical, and they're overcommitting because they're afraid of letting people down because they are getting their sense of self and their sense of self-worth from other people. That is different mm-hmm. than like when I'm overcommitting and I can, I'll only speak for myself um, and like one friend who I've talked to this talked about this with, but we speak um, for Jack too. Uh, speak for Jack. Great. Yeah. I don't know who Jack is. Jack yeah. Is. Well, there's someone. Yeah. Could Jack. Be, could be me. Jack, is this you? Uh, but, but I I overcommit because I'm so excited about everything. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what you were just <laughs> saying. I want to do all these things, and. I'm finally realizing, I think having young kids helps because my energy Mm. and time is so much less that if I'm going to do something now, I have to, I don't have to, but I have to go all in because if it's taking time and energy, I might as well Mm. give it all of my time and energy. I see that. That's not necessarily good or bad. Like. I don't know that's how you it's should, good for should do it, but it's been great for this. <laughs> but I, I've kind of discovered, okay, I need to say no a lot more mm-hmm. than I am. And I need to be honest when I've overcommitted. Mm-hmm. I need to be honest with myself, with other people. And then I've had so many times where I just sit back and I'm like, all right, how do I want my life to look right now? How do I want my day-to-day and my week-to-week to look right now? What am I not getting enough of? And what do I feel like I need less of? What am I, what am I putting too much focus on? Um, and it's not a perfect system in any way. And mm-hmm. I'm, I haven't figured anything out. But, <laughs> but I, the whole point of this tangent, I think, mm-hmm. was that I think the ADHD overcommitting is different than overcommitting for. F- fear of disappointing people or getting self-worth from the things you're doing. And I think they can happen at the same time, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. are different. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're sitting there like, oh my God, well, I overcommit all the time. But but why? Mm-hmm. You know, again, just digging under and under and under to figure out what's driving that. And it might be a bunch of things at once, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> What I think about, and, and, and I'll use myself as an example, but not to say that, um, that I'm just trying to talk about myself. It's more, um, hopefully, there's something within mm-hmm. my own experience that, that others have, have, have experienced and can then put a name to. 
Um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of things. But one of the things I think about when you, as I've gotten older, um, the things that I, I, I commit to are things that I'm, I'm stimulated by, that I'm interested in. So I'm not committing yep. to, I don't know, judging up seaweed from, from the lake. <laughs> I'm not, not going to commit to that, um, to please uh, whoever it is that I'm, that I'm with. I actually just looked at the lake right there and then <laughs> yep. set, and then and set yep. it. Yep, yep. Have you ever, <laughs> tangent, have you ever pulled up seaweed from the lake? It's not fun. Uh, do you mean like Any to get not, rid not of it from, lake. or just been swimming and no. <laughs> as as a like a jobish kind of a thing? Yeah, not as an official job, right? But like, right. have you ever used like a seaweed rake? No, at the it's not fun. I don't think so. We've done that a few so. times at my. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. But so yeah, so the things that I, I commit to are, are again it, it, more fun just, than seaweed. Yeah, yeah, but there, there, there's there's just kind of just. Um, Oh, well, that makes sense. Oh, well, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course I would do all those things. So there's a synergy between mm-hmm. the things, mm-hmm. but then at some point you just recognize, okay, um, this thing that I've committed to is going to take 72 hours and it needs to be done in one day. <laughs> and there's not 72 hours in yes. one day if my math is is right. It's correct. And so yep. then there comes this, <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. So, I mean, I think that, that for a lot of us there is that, I mean, it's going to happen, yep. and it's probably going to happen more than the neurotypical brain, yep. Yep. but I think our awareness of, whoop, let me take a second, yeah. let me not respond right away, yep. and let me see what I have on my plate. Maybe let me even think, if I can, a day before I commit to something. Now, I don't know how likely it is that we'll do that, right. but the stimulation energy might have waxed or waned. Yep. It, and, it yeah. does help when, like, if... if I am asked something in an email and I don't want to respond right away because I'm like, okay, well, I just don't have, I know I have to think of a response for this and I'm too tired to think of a response right now, mm-hmm. which can bite me in the butt because then, you know, will I remember I need to respond to that email? Who knows? Yes. But it is helpful if somebody asks in an email or just written form because then I'm not going to impulsively blurt something out. Mm. Right. I'm able right. to think about it, uh, less so with texting, because I still can be very impulsive and blurt out, a, yeah, that'd be awesome, and then realize, no, 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 I can't do that. Um, but but the impulsivity, I think, is so hard, too, in addition, mm-hmm. when it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, this seems good, yeah, that seems great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think... Um yeah, I, I think the again. I, I think we'll we'll probably be again more likely to do it. But again, the awareness mm-hmm. of again being able to do the step back and think can decrease the number of situations where yep. we get ourselves into and then have to backpedal and apologize and feel bad about ourselves and yep. whatnot. So I think, um, yeah, I think that the awareness. But I, I, you know, we are excited about a lot of stuff. Yes, um, and uh, we do want to do a lot of yeah. stuff. And that's, I think, one of the benefits of having uh, ADHD brains mm. around you or on your team mm-hmm. or, you know, at work or whatever, because we we can bring a level of um, excitement or passion for something that, not that neurotypical people can't, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. 
but mixed with our tendency to hyperfocus and yes. get stuff done. You know, there's this energy drive that can happen, um, but then can also happen in kind of a frustrating way when mm-hmm. you suddenly are realizing how busy you are and overcommitted. And I think another aspect of, of overcommitting that I don't know what you think about this, but is that idea of now or not now. And so it almost feels like, well, if I don't do this now, I could never do it. I have to do it now. And it's not a conscious thought, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's that I don't naturally have the thought next of like, you know what? I could try to do that later. I could do that next year. I could do that in five years. Yeah. I don't have to do it now. Yeah. Instead, it's like, yeah, I want to do that thing, so I have to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I'm thinking of so, somebody reached out to me mm-hmm. in the past few months and um, asked about if I'd be interested in joining a leadership of some sorts or whatever. And I thought to myself, like, God, that sounds like something I would I would do and want to do and I think be good at mm-hmm. in some capacity mm-hmm. um and we're doing this we're working on our other mm-hmm. projects mm-hmm. i also have a full load of clients and i have two little kids yes, like i do. don't i don't have time to to do anything else unless i want to stop seeing friends on top of working you know it was mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. I and I just responded. I said I have to say no, mm-hmm. but please ask me again mm-hmm. or feel free to ask me again because it does sound like something I'd be really interested in. I can't do it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to recognize that and yeah. verbalize it, yes. I think, was progress for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's been something in the past that I really struggle. You know, I just get involved in everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think, too, when I think about it, like, I think some of the things that, um, well, well, no, I'll just be open that sometimes, like, uh, I, I can sometimes get involved in, in things that maybe they don't require me to be face-to-face with someone, but it's mm-hmm. something that needs to be done. Well, you know, sometimes I might wake up at, at, at three in the morning and, and well, I'm just laying here. i might as well complete this thing or whatever. So yep. I think that when, like when I mentioned earlier that I needed 72 hours in a day, mm-hmm. well, there's not 72 hours, but I perhaps spend a little bit more time awake. And yep. so because I know that about me, yep. I can maybe take on an extra, or at least it feels like oftentimes I can yep. take on an extra thing yep. just because I know sort of my, my schedule, yep. you know? Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah. So over, over committing, um, when you think about overcommitting and its impact on you, but also then, what about in um, relationship mm. or relationships? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, if you're involved in 90 different things, well, and you mentioned f- friends and not seeing friends, but also then what about the significant other? Yeah. So, how does, how does your partner then say, oh... Okay, so you're leaving today for Saturday from nine to two again or three. Yep. Um, how do you how do you how do you navigate through that uh, if that has come up? 
Oh, yeah. That's yeah. hard. Yeah. Because what it ends up being is... Now, I'm not asking you to talk about your relationship. Sure. But just no, no, in no, general, sure, but for people that kind of experience that. Right. It, it okay. ends up being like you're focusing on all the other stuff and mm-hmm. not your relationship and not your partner or not your kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we don't, <laughs> we don't often think about it in that way because it's like, okay, well, I have all these responsibilities and so I'm going to do this here and this here and then this will work. We'll just figure out, okay, I can, I have time here. But then all that time I'm divvying up is mm-hmm. now time I am not spending with my partner. I am not spending with my kids. Yes. But in my head, because I'm planning, I'm thinking, oh, I have all this time that I can, you know, do this other thing mm-hmm. or work on this project mm-hmm. or do this. And it doesn't, for whatever reason, often connect into like, oh, and that means that I have less time with everyone else which is i think a constant struggle yeah you know i, I think we we had maybe talked about that last week i don't, I don't think on air but mm-hmm. i think um something from that that that, that podcast that mm-hmm, i had mm-hmm. sent you over and and the difficulty we have with realizing that oh yes it's kind of like what you just said but this thing that's over here that's seemingly stimulating Okay, great. Let's let's go do it, and then sometimes your one's partner is who's still very very important uh, yeah. and still matters, but this thing over here is more stimulating and it can feel to the partner yep. like there's a loss of love or like that thing over there is way yes. more important than yes. me. And in our ADHD brain, um, it's not that's not the case. It's different. No, they're I think. right. Um, they're in some different it might categories. Be. Uh, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, some some maybe it is. It just is. Sure. I think in general. Um, but yeah, it's different. You know, it's like you you can love, speaking for myself, yeah. uh, chocolate chip cookies mm-hmm. and brownies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're they're both they're both wonderful, amazing. Uh, I love them both equally. Mm-hmm. Just because I am spending more time baking cookies doesn't mean that I love the cookies more than the brownies. Mm-hmm. I'm just spending more time mm-hmm. baking cookies mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. than I am with brownies, but I'll, you know, bake brownies later. Mm-hmm. Um, and now when I get home, I'm definitely going to have to bake cookies because now I'm thinking about it. Yep. But but that. it's, they're, they're, they are different. They're, they're different. And mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how else to explain it. Um, but that doesn't mean that that it's not valid that a partner is hurt. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, like, I don't know how how you kind of conceptualize this or talk to clients mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, about it. But both can be true. We can work with the partner on... The stories you're creating, the narrative that you have that your partner doesn't care about you, doesn't have to be your only story. That doesn't have to be Mm. the narrative. Yeah. The narrative can be, my partner loves me, Mm -hmm. values me, supports me, and cares about me, Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling left behind. I'm feeling... 
yes. lonely or isolated because they're spending so much time with other people or doing other things. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they don't love me. Mm-hmm. I'm, But I am feeling mm-hmm. sad, mm-hmm. lonely, mm-hmm. left behind. Mm-hmm. It's that how can we separate out I'm feeling this way and that must mean that they don't care about me. And on the other end, like then... We also want to work with the ADHD partner or the mm-hmm. partner who is jumping around and doing all of these other mm-hmm. things and just really looking at like, yeah, you you can space out your time and um, commitments and do all of these things you want to do, but you are taking away time from your relationship and you are taking away time from your partner. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be in a relationship where you're never together or you're never communicating or connecting or I shouldn't say never, but when it's such a tiny amount of time, that's not sustainable for any relationship mm-hmm. of any kind. Mm-hmm. Certainly not with somebody who is supposed to be your partner and you're going through life together, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's working with both. How can we let go of some commitments to recognize that your partner is also a really important commitment and, spend more time there and then also how can we flip from their partner the assumption that because they are doing other things it must mean they don't love me mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> i like what you said where it's kind of um you're putting kind of the so when you think about the partner and the single story that they may have constructed based on what they're experiencing mm-hmm. uh, but also then putting some power into their hands to be able to say that okay, yes, this is how I'm feeling and this is valid, but does that mean that this is the only way that I could, is this the only thing that could be happening? Is this the only way that I could perceive it? Yep. Or can I be expansive in my thought and think about the other possibilities of what could be happening? And you think about how that might feel yeah. just as a person when you have that expansion. Um, but then also on the other side, so the ADHD pers- person or partner, um, for them, I always come back to this, this um, awareness and awakening. Mm-hmm. And so if the partner is aware that, okay, I have that tendency to get stimulated and spend time over here and doing this, mm-hmm. that, whoa, wait a minute, let me take a pause and let me check in with my partner. Mm-hmm. And then through that communication, and, you know, I might realize, you know what? Okay, today is a day when my partner really needs or really desires to be connected. Mm-hmm. And I actually have the time. So let me go ahead and do something with this thing over here, reschedule this or whatever yep. so that I can... You, you know what I mean? But like yep. if, we, if we don't have that awareness, exactly. we just will end up down that path. Partners feeling pissed off and, and, yep. and, and lonely mm-hmm. and I don't recognize it and, and it's just kind of a, a messier situation. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, what else do you think goes with when we think about over committing? Kind of ventured into how it can show up in the relationship. Um, I think about like shame mm-hmm, and mm-hmm the cycle of shame that can happen, which we kind of touched on in the beginning and that feeling of, dis- I don't want to disappoint anybody, but also then how that can lead to like anxiety and just mm-hmm. then worrying about how you're disappointing people all the time. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a lot of times I think what happens is that we don't... Um, we don't say no or we don't cancel because of shame. I don't 
I don't want to either, I don't want to admit that I overscheduled. I don't want to admit that I've, you know, screwed up or I, God, why do I do this every time? Why do I always overcommit? And I always have to cancel. I'm such a terrible person. I'm so, and then you're just adding all this baggage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then just to send a, a really simple text takes so much time and energy because now you're unpacking all this baggage yeah. at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. the shame that comes along with having to say, I screwed up, I am so sorry, mm-hmm. and I know this is disappointing, mm-hmm. um, I have to cancel, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm so sorry. The shame that comes up with that is often so great mm-hmm. that then that can even perpetuate anxiety. It can also, of course, perpetuate depression, but it can almost perpetuate anxiety in any time that you say no, even if you're not canceling, even if you're just saying no up front, there can be so much anxiety that comes up mm-hmm. in, again, like, oh, mm-hmm. what are they thinking about me? What have I, what am I going to miss this time? FOMO. <laughs> FOMO. I don't, I don't know if I've ever even, I probably said that maybe twice. Um, <laughs> now you're up to like four. I so. think I usually just say it. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear yep. of missing out. Yeah, I think that yeah, there, there is a there is a probably a significant piece of that um, when we when we say yes is fear of missing out. Um, uh, yeah, I think there's there's a, a piece of that, but I, again, I come back to the the just sometimes just yes, I mean everything. Let's just do it. Let's, yeah. Yep, yep, I got the energy for it. I can do it. Yep. And then again, sometimes right when it comes down to it, you're like, mm, yeah, I don't have the energy for that. Yep. You know. Um, but so, um, what else, I'm, I'm just trying to think about what else is touched um, by overcommitting um, to things, or if we've kind of connected it with main parts, relationship, um, friendships. What about in, um, one thing that I'm kind of thinking about is how it shows up in the the feeling of, I need to take care of all of this. I'm responsible. Nobody else is going to do it, so I have to. That can be on, you know, a micro level in your household, mm-hmm. for example, but also can be on a macro level where, you know, you're you're trying to be involved in every... Um, climate action committee you can be because well it seems like nobody cares so i it's all on me or yes um i have to i have to be the voice here for this issue at all the schools in my district cuz nobody else nobody else could possibly do that or it's on me it's kind of that i i have to do it i have to take all of this on which then leads to so much stress Mm, mm, yeah and then also a lot of resentment for other people Mm -hmm. when you see them not doing that thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i don't know that that's necessarily an adhd thing i think that's more of just general you know certain certain types of people Mm -hmm. or certain personality types Mm -hmm. are like well you know, I, this is an important issue and everybody should care about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard because n- none of us can do everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No matter how much we care about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I'm trying to think, um, over committing. Yeah, I, I, I think we've kind of touched on, you know, familially overcommitting to things. You know, I think, um, I don't know, sometimes maybe we could be making up as well for like, um, not making up for um, lost time, but trying to, oh, what was, what's the right word? Um, I don't know, maybe if it's something to do with trying to belong or trying to be liked, and, and maybe you said mm. this earlier, but committing to, to something uh, because I want to fit in yeah. uh, to whatever the space is. And even if it's something that I'm not interested in, not necessarily like cleaning seaweed from the lake, um, <laughs> but in order to, to fit in and be connected or have lives linked, I think sometimes people can have a tendency to, to commit to... Um, to, to commit to things and overcommit, I think, can be from yeah. a belonging or fitting in perspective. Yeah. Uh, I, th I, th I think. Yeah. And I always think, I, I think you're spot on. And my question then always is, well, are those the people then you do want to be around? Is that the group you do want to be with if those aren't your natural interests or skills mm. or abilities or is that like what the cool kids are doing mm -hmm. or is that what you feel like you should be doing because these are the hobbies or interests you should have or as an adult this is what you should be focused on because if you're trying to fit in mm -hmm. that's not that's not that's not belonging. Belonging is belonging to a group just mm. as you are. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean you can't try new things mm -hmm. and develop new skills and interests and hobbies. Mm -hmm. But but if you're overcommitting to make this person like you or make these types of friends, that how is that going to ultimately be sustainable? Mm-hmm. There are so many people out there. Mm -hmm. This little set of people isn't the only isn't the only option for connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I don't know if I have um, other things to add to that, but no, I, I yeah, I, I agree. I'm just kind of trying to think about just even my own experiences, as I mentioned, as to where um, when I've overcommitted as to what other things might have been connected to mm -hmm. to, to, to my overcommitting. And I, I, I think I've mentioned them, you know, such as maybe trying to fit in or because it felt like, you know, I had the space and energy to do the thing mm -hmm. or um, didn't want to disappoint someone or um, I don't know. I don't want to say, you know, the the imposter syndrome component, but, um, yeah, I think just, I don't know. I think just sometimes what we get to do is learn, learn to say, learn, learn, learn to say no. No. Um, and when, when an offer is presented, um, like you said, and I maybe said it as well, but being able to, to, to take that step back and think about it and think about why would I commit to, to doing this thing? 
is it in alignment with something I value or what's my desire for doing this thing and really checking in with yourself especially if you already know that you're kind of overloaded in your schedule Mm -hmm. or at least it's kind of heavy Uh, really being able to take that step back and think about it and then give an answer uh, yes or no or or maybe and, and, and something that you can be comfortable with. So, yeah, I really think being able to, to, to pause, as we sometimes say when offer is presented. Yep, uh, yep. Pause. What is an unhelpful response if, if you have, say, overcommitted and now you're having to back out of something or cancel? Mm-hmm. What is an unhelpful response from somebody else? What would you not want somebody else to say? Well, I mean, the the first thing that comes to mind would be just the general the thing that maybe like a friend might say to you um, or like a close friend might say, well, you should have just said no to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of unhealthy. I mean, th- that's straightforward and direct, which, which you know, I, I, I get that. Sure. Uh, I get that. Um, but it's almost yeah. in, invalidate, like, okay, sure, but I didn't and I am saying no now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, but because and that 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 brings up kind of the the shame, yeah, you know, component. Yeah, and, and maybe it's not heavy, heavy shame. It no, depend, but it brings it's like up, a paper you know, cut. Yeah, and enough paper cuts. Yeah, death by a thousand cuts. Yes, and yeah. So so yeah, that's a that's not a great response. Although I again understand where it comes from. Um, I don't know. What do you think about our other responses that might be unhelpful? Um, I mean, anything, anything that's, that's kind of along the lines of like, oh, well, why did you even say yes in the first place? Or Mm -hmm. why did you, something that's sort of calling back to like, I don't know, putting the blame on me. And in, in that case, it's not that I'm not to blame. I'm the one that said yes. And then is canceling. Of course Mm -hmm. I'm to blame, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'm aware of that. I don't feel great about it. It feels shitty. Right. right. So I'm, I'm, I'm bringing all that enough for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am most, most ADHDers, most people in general, but most ADHDers uh, are, are good on, on shame. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. got plenty. Mm-hmm. So, Buckets. so we can Buckets. bring that for the both of us. It's, I'm fine with somebody saying I'm, I'm really disappointed or like, Oh shoot! I wish I had known earlier. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I really wanted to do that thing. Can we reschedule? Or just really expressing frustration—that's fine. Mm-hmm. You get to have your feelings, and I get to sit with that feeling of I disappointed you, and it feels bad. Mm-hmm. That's mine to sit with and hold, and that's okay. But it's the kind of snarky or mocking or like, oh, again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If this is a pattern that I'm that I'm perpetuating and you want to tell me about it, that's fine. This maybe isn't the moment Mm -hmm. in a snarky mocking Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe later saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, Mm -hmm. can we talk about something? Yes. Yes. And telling me like, Hey, I've noticed this pattern. It's, it's really disappointing because I really want to do this thing with you. And you've been canceling a lot Mm -hmm. and I, I care about our relationship. So let's, can we talk about it? Mm -hmm. That's, that's great. Helpful. Yeah. Like, we can have hard conversations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be snarky and mm-hmm. and 
blaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's that is such a that's a, a beautiful interaction. I think between you know two people. I mean, that's kind of like the ideal mm-hmm. sort of um, <laughs> um, way in which an interaction would go. And that, if the ADHDer could have more of that uh, in their life, mm-hmm. just imagine sort of the um, when I said buckets of shame, maybe it would just be a bucket of shame. Yes. Um, if we could have those kinds of. Yeah. I don't know, would you call it respectful? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, and respectful or? and accountable yeah. conversations. Yeah. And that uh, that adds to trust mm-hmm. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. If if you never say no, mm-hmm. if you n- never tell me when I've disappointed you or when I've done something that hurt your feeling mm-hmm. if you're not telling me these things i mean maybe not every single time we're right. human we make mistakes but but if you're not bringing things to my attention and you're holding on to them and then that's turning into resentment yeah then i don't i i lose trust in you mm-hmm. i lose trust in our relationship because then i don't know if i ask you something and you say yes i don't know if that's because you want to and can or because you you are just trying to make me feel good mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. if you don't tell me when I've screwed up mm-hmm. and this keeps happening and mm-hmm. you're getting frustrated uh, how will I know if something is wrong in our relationship and there's mm-hmm. often this this feeling of like well you they should just know they should just know that I'm disappointed I would feel you know I would feel so bad if I canceled mm-hmm. on someone or I would feel mm-hmm. they should know that I'm disappointed but we don't know unless you say something. Mm. Or else we make up these stories where where you're so disappointed in me that you don't want to work with me anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not helpful either. You know, just as, as we're saying that, that is a way when we think about um, um, how to navigate through this this tendency or this behavior that we, we have is... You know, maybe a person that did overcommit could say, you know what, I am going to pay attention. Actually, I'm going to create a calendar, and I am going to mark on my calendar mm-hmm. how many times that day, that week, that I overcommitted. And as we get to see that visual, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that would be a helpful way of beginning to reduce those situations where I've overcommitted. Yeah, uh, and so. realizing how how much of an impact it's having on your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So... All right. With that said, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you soon, or you'll hear us soon. Yeah, we'll talk at you soon. We'll talk at you. Yeah. Soon enough. With you and to you. Thank you.